This is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 86, for the week of July 15th, 2007. Welcome to Daizenshu EX, the podcast, the one and only Dragon Ball podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball site, Daizenshu EX, fan site no less, we cover anything and everything, Dragon Ball, in hopes of enlightening any little bit of, checking it, <laughs> what? <laughs> sure, why not? Never would have, yeah, I kind of expect that. <laughs> Entertaining. It's what we do here. You know it. How are you? I'm fine. All right. Let's uh, let's say what's going on here. We got uh, two people in the room, and I'm one of them. So I'm that, the other. That leaves one other to my less than proverbial right, Mary. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mary. It's but, Thursday. Yeah. It's Week's closing down. Doing a podcast episode. How romantic. Doing that shit. Uh, I simply cannot contain myself. I know, because when you're looking at me... Stuff happens. And Exactly. I know exactly just, what you mean. Just stuff. Because when I get up in the morning and I look at myself in the mirror, I go, holy shit, it's Vegito EX. I say that every second I look <laughs> at you. I go, I can't believe I live with the Vegito EX and we do a podcast Holy shit. You live with an interwebs celebrity. Hey, hey, at one time I was more of a celebrity than you. That's oh so true. So does that mean like you're going on to the whole VH1 former stars, Sealess stars who live in the house together? I'm below that. You are? I don't know what below that is, but I'll let you know when I figure it out. Maybe it's more like an E! True Hollywood story, like really. Mary. Mary the E! (laughs) True Hollywood story. You are Mary. You run a website called Temple O Trunks. You live here with me. You're on this Dragon Ball podcast, and you contribute in a wide variety of ways. How low can I possibly get? Um, you could do... Hold on, I'm getting there. You could do a Garzy's Wing podcast. It always comes back to Garzy's Wing. Have you seen Garzy's Wing? No, and I do not plan to. All right, discussion concluded. So, who the hell are you? I am fantastic. I am, how you say, the Mike, the Vegito, E... The X. Z. X, Y, Z. (laughs) Vegito, E, X, that is me. We do not have Julian with us. No. Because Julian does not live with us. Yet. Whoa, am I missing something here? I'm kidnapping him. Are you now? You gonna take that trip up there? I don't know where he lives, never mind. I know where he lives. Whoa, stalker! Exactly. Anyways, so it's you and me. We are here recording. It's gonna be... (laughs) I'm gonna compare it to a Geek Nights episode where they're like, it's a special episode. And that means we're lazy and tired and doing a short episode. It's kinda like that, except we're busy because Otakon is in a week. Mike has a panel to prepare for. I have a panel. Well, Well, um, we... Hello, you're on the panel. Yeah, and Corey. Yeah, indeed. We're going to talk about that in a bit. And there's a video deadline uh, maybe next week. I don't know. Perhaps. For both of us. Yeah. So we got to worry about that as well. And there's all sorts of things going on. So this episode is basically going to be a quick recap from the Dragon Ball perspective of Anime Next 2007. Now, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, it's actually the panel from the convention that we ran, which is more or less a game show with uh, some Q&A and prizes at the end as well. So check that out. It's a lot of fun. 
So we're not going to go into detail about what happened during the panel because you can just go listen to it. That'll be pretty awesome. So we're going to tell you a little bit about the panel from the Dragon Ball perspective a little later on. But uh, we do have some news this week and we got some other stuff to get to. But before we get into the news, I would like to say we have welcomed a new family member into this humble abode. Yes, yes. You're smiling at me. I know. <laughs> no. See, when it's your birthday, good things happen. Mer- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to lead to Mary's not pregnant. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Mary, you actually brought this new member into the home. Me and several other people. Yes. I have uh, broken my, I don't know how to phrase Boycott. it. Boycott? Yeah, nah. Maybe. Because there's enough games on the system now that I'm interested, and I can't help but be impressed by their online service and all that stuff going on. A Microsoft console has entered the Vegito EX homestead. The Xbox 360 is next to the Nintendo Wii. and They're good friends. What else? They hang out, and the Dreamcast, and, and the, the GameCube. Dream- yeah, I have the Dreamcast next to the 360. So uh, I do have it. It is uh, sitting there. The Blue Dragon demo came out last night, and that's kind of noteworthy because Toriyama's doing or I should say did, the character design work in the game. And there's some uh, Japanese seiyuu that we're familiar with in the cast on that side of things. So if you have a 360, go ahead and check that out. I played it for about an hour last night. I fell asleep. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. did the, the music boss... was so repetitive, I fell asleep. I was going to say the boss battle music didn't wake you up with that. Ah! Oh, no, because it kept... Ah! it kept looping over and over again. So once like, I heard it the one time, I was like... This isn't going to stop, is it? No, it's not. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and then before I knew it, it was like, wow, it's way past my bedtime, and I'm on a couch. Now, uh, unfortunately, nice. in the demo, you can't switch over to the Japanese cast, but uh, I believe it's been confirmed for the, the full release that you can. Sweet. Which is great because Norio Wakamoto. Oh, so sexy. The sexy man himself, Cell, is uh, the main villain. So that's awesome. Very fitting. But uh, So if you would like to play against me in various games, including but not limited to Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and maybe some Uno and that kind of stuff, you are free to do so. If you can't figure out what Vegito EX's gamer tag is, then there is no hope for you in this world. And I won't be able to play anything until after Otakon because I refuse to get fully involved in any more games until I'm done with all my shit. That makes sense. All right. I got a gamer tag too. Yeah, you do, but you're not gold, so you can't play against people. Oh, okay. Only Mike can. So that is uh, that kind of news. We always had another new family member, except I only saw one game that I was quasi interested in. Ah, yes. If there's more, but we'll talk about that when it comes to that later on uh just dragon ball news where we'll mention it at the end of the episode next week is otakon holy shit down in baltimore maryland oh my god we're gonna be there a week from today tonight uh indeed so next saturday at 5 30 p.m in panel one during otakon you're going to come see part two of the dbz you've never seen this panel is going to be run by myself vegeto ex mary Mary and Majin Vegeta XV Corey, who you've heard on the podcast in the past. We are uh, we're going to show you some things that you probably have never seen before. Although considering the fans of this site, they probably have seen them. That is because they're good true. boys and girls. Because we actually do have quite a few um, Dragon Box owners that are on our forum and members of our little community. But we're going to have some Dragon Box stuff, and we're actually going to have some other things that I'm almost 100 percent sure that no one who's going to come to the panel will have ever seen before. That's it. I got to get my ass in gear. Yeah, you got to find that tape for me. I will. We'll take care of that. We've already digitized some other stuff. So uh, I don't know 
how or if we're going to share this panel at all. I wasn't planning on recording it because there's a lot of visual stuff to go along with it. Right. I don't think it's possible. Plus, we won't have, you know, Jeff. Actually, no, he could show up and bring the laptop. Hey, Jeff, what do you think? You want to uh, record the panel? No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm serious. You probably won't even listen to this until like two weeks after Otakon. You're like, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, so that is Otakon news. Let's get into the real Dragon Ball news from the last week, and we'll remind you about Otakon later in the episode. Yes? Yes! Mary! Yeah? I believe this got you somewhat excited alongside me. In my pants, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, old, no, not old really. Japanese singers get you excited in your pants? Sometimes, given the right circumstances. Interesting. So we have received word that Sparking Meteor, the latest game in the series, and uh, apparently the final game in the series, is getting an all-new vocal theme song by the fucking man himself, Hironobu Kageyama. Woo! Hell's fucking... Yeah, I'm going to say it one more time. Hell's fucking... Yeah. We have waited since Budokai 3 for a new song. I don't count the Battle Stadium D.O.N. opening. I do. <laughs> I didn't really like it that much. Oh, it's kind of generic. And it never came out on CD as like a CD single or anything. So I have high hopes for this. You can actually hear a little bit of it in the official trailer that's up on the Japanese website. So let's play a little bit from that over here. <laughs> The name of the song is Super Survivor. The lyrics are by Yoriko Mori, composed by Kenji Yamamoto, and performed by Hironobu Kageyama. All familiar names if you've been into DBZ for any amount of time. Well, the Japanese version, anyways. And we know Kenji Yamamoto, he did uh, all the Budokai music. And back in the day, he did the composition for movie themes and all that kind of stuff. So he's been around. We have he knows hardcore his stuff. stuff. This is totally awesome. Let's talk about a little bit more of Sparking Meteor news. Apparently, the Wii version is going to have online play. Fancy that. A Wii game with true online play. Whoa. Who'd have thunk it? Now, there is no 100% clarification on whether or not this involves passwords, like they've done for the past, what, five years in all the other games? But from the sounds of it, it's true online fighting. Now, since the PS2... Well, you could do online fighting with the PS2 version, but they don't really want to support that infrastructure anymore. But the PS2 version is going to come with something called the Disk Fusion System. Now, I'm going to quote from Atari's uh, press release here. Atari is incredibly excited to provide online gameplay for the Wii and a special Disk Fusion System for the PlayStation 2 system version of Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Or, <clears throat> Budokai Tenkaichi 3, said Emily Anadu, Senior Product Manager, Atari Inc. Quote, 
Adding online gameplay for the Wii will finally deliver on a feature that the fans have been waiting for, while the Disc Fusion system on the PlayStation 2 system rewards those fans who have supported us since the beginning of the Budokai Tenkaichi series. Now, early in the press release, it says, uh, in combination with Budokai Tenkaichi and Budokai Tenkaichi 2, which would be Sparking and Sparking Neo, when inserted with either of these into the PlayStation 2 system, gameplay modes will be unlocked. Each game in the series will provide a different and exciting gameplay mode. Mary, thoughts? I have no idea what this means. I have but, flashbacks um, here to, uh, like, DDR second mix and third mix with, like, the club appendisks and that weird shit that they used to be able to do. You lost me. Uh, okay. Well, maybe someone out there knows what I'm talking about. Is it going to look for the games themselves or maybe, like, game saves? Because if I remember um, in Budokai 3, if it saw a Budokai 2 save file, you would get some uh, extra items early on in the game. But this sounds like all new gameplay modes. And are those modes going to be playable in the new game or in the old game, that kind of stuff. We don't know, but I'm intrigued. Now, I'm assuming that the Japanese versions of the PlayStation 2 game is going to come with this uh, as well, because Atari doesn't really make the game. They just publish it over here. It's made by Bandai Namco over there in Japan as produced by Spike. So, Mary, mm-hmm. I've been purchasing the Japanese PlayStation 2 versions over the years. I will be picking this up. And uh, how is your excitement thus far Knowing that there's a new song, you watch the trailer. I guess we should mention that there's a Japanese trailer and an American trailer. So we got that stuff. We've seen some of the characters, a new song. (sighs) I mean, a lot of people very much dislike us for our opinions on the game so far. What do you think? Um, The new song's about the peak of my excitement. You know, I, I feel like they almost got me. Where I'm listening to the song going, holy shit, I am so psyched. But then I get that thought of... You know, fool me once, fool me twice. You know, they're trying to grab me with a song and just feed me another game. Well, I'm happy just to have, you know, a song. Oh, totally. I mean, I still have no interest in playing the game. I just don't care. It's not my thing, this series. I'm the kind of stupid fan where... No, yeah, you go back and buy them all. A a song is worth $60 to me. (laughs) No. You you need some self-control. No, I'm going to play through the whole game. We'll obviously do a whole review on the game. I guess we'll cross that road when we come to it. I suppose. That uh, seems to be about it. Uh, I should note that Budokai Tenkaichi 3 was the first game that Atari noted in their uh, E3 lineup press release. Well, what the hell else are they going to mention? Jenga. I believe it's coming to 360 Live Arcade. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Atari updated, relaunched, whatever, their Dragon Ball Z video games, like, mini site. It's kind of cool. It's interesting because this is the site where up at the top you can click the little icons of the, the characters and get different skins and stuff. And it says Super Saiyan Son Goku. And then over on Boo, it says Boo Pure. And that's, you know, Junsui from the Daisenshu that it labels him. I mean, this is the Atari website with, you know, full out Japanese style naming conventions, which is pretty interesting to me. And they've never been used anywhere else? Anytime? Else? No. Funimation never uses Son Goku or those types of names for uh, Boo or anything like that. So that's the video game news from uh, Atari. I do want to mention one other thing because it kind of affects me. And I'm assuming it's going to affect some other Dragon Ball fans out there. And this is sort of Dragon Ball related. 
updated, and I guess we'll just explain it. Sony is releasing a redesigned PSP. I've held out on a PSP thus far, because I'm the type of person who's like, when there's about five games that are out or announced for a system, that's when I start to be interested in it, and I haven't been up until this point. But now there's enough games, and I knew they would, you know, play the Nintendo card and do something new like that down the road. I'm sort of interested now, but we'll see where it goes. The PSP is going to be 33% lighter, and here's the killer, video output. This is huge to me. As someone who bought the Super Game Boy the day it came out, then also the Game Boy Player for the GameCube, I love having that uh, option to play things up on the TV. I think that's absolutely huge and just a really underlooked, I should say overlooked item. And um, I'm reading conflicting things about it having a brighter screen, so I don't really know. But uh, when it comes out, I believe it's in September. There's no word on a, a price for just the system itself, but they're putting out a $199 bundle pack, which includes an ice silver color version of the system, a Daxter game, Family Guy, UMD collection, and a one gig memory stick. So um, if you haven't purchased a PSP and you really dug the Budokai games on PS2. I hear the Shimbudoka games are pretty sweet, so uh, maybe that will affect you later this year. Maybe, maybe not. And uh, that's going to wrap up the news, so we're going to head on over to the topic for the week. Mary! Yeah? Anime Next is over! Whew. Otakon's next week! Oh my god! Let's talk about Anime Next, though. Sure. Like I mentioned earlier, we did a panel called the DBZ Variety Hour. You can just listen to the panel. It was uh, episode 85, which was last week's episode. So what we're going to do here is just kind of really quickly breeze through the convention from a Dragon Ball fan's perspective. What was there for you to do, to see, to purchase, all that kind of stuff. Mary, we mentioned a couple weeks ago that there's actually going to be another Dragon Ball panel. Yeah, there was. And there was. Mm -hmm. So we went to that on Friday. We said going into it that we didn't know who was running it. Right, because we figured if they are any like super super hardcore or, or well known for lack of a better phrase Dragon Ball fans in the metropolitan area we would know them right or it would just be like you know a fan just you know doing a panel and it turned out it was a ladder right and they never introduced themselves so I still have absolutely no idea who they are like what their names were or anything mm-hmm. uh, basically it was talking about Dragon Ball online and a lot of speculation on it and then they did some Q&A's mm-hmm. and that was uh, about it that's all I really have to say about it our panel was the next day on Saturday. Now, uh, we came off of the AMV panel earlier in the day that we did with Jeff and Peter. We were really familiar with the room. We knew the mic set up, um, how we're going to record everything. So that was really good. So we got there, and there was a panel before us. I believe it was Ninja Turtles voice actors. Uh, yes. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a line forming, and it was for our panel. And also another panel that was next door. Right, there was another panel next door. But it seemed to be a giant blob of people. And eventually they split up when we could see that, you know, this half was for ours, this half was for the other. But our line was actually relatively large. Mm-hmm. And more people kept coming. I didn't expect it at all. I didn't think anyone would come to this thing. I figured they'd no. see the description in the in the program book and be like, not one, but two Dragon Ball panels. What the hell? Oh, we should say that the Dragon Ball panel of the day before actually had a decent attendance. Yeah. And Julian passed out flyers for our panel outside after theirs. So we knew there was a potential audience for our panel. We just didn't think anyone would show up. Right. But they did. Maybe we were the only game in town at that time of the day (laughs) in the con. It was a good time of day. Yeah. 
So uh, we did our panel. You can go listen to it. And uh, I'm very happy to see that everyone came out. Uh, there were a lot of people. I noticed going out, I was able to see some name tags. A lot of names I recognized. I didn't get a chance to really talk to anyone, though, because we were passing out uh, the promo DVDs. And we were afterwards. blocking the door. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we overheard some Anime Next staffers uh, kind of like muttering to each other about the giant crowd and DVDs as we were leaving. So I kind of like stopped, walked backwards. And, you know, you and I assume that when we hear anything about staffers talking about DVDs, what do we immediately think? We assume, oh, my God, they're going to ream us because they think we're like passing out bootleg DVDs or something. <laughs> right. So I told them, uh, no, 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 no. The, that was a promo DVD for our website and our podcast, you know, stuff we made. They're like, oh, no, no, we, we weren't concerned about that. We were just, you know, concerned about the giant mass of people that followed you out from the room looking for DVDs. So I apologized for, you know, all the people. And I was just like, oh, I tried to get rid of them as fast as I could. I'm sorry. They're like, oh, whatever. We just, you know, weren't expecting that. So that was kind of cool. And that was our panel. Mm -hmm. Go listen to it. Let's talk about the dealer's room because we enjoy buying, dra well, I enjoy buying Dragon Ball things. And you kind of do too. Yeah, yeah. I have a new tradition. Yes. What is your tradition? My tradition is to every con I go to walk out with the, with the Dragon Ball Gashapon. Indeedy. And we have a new one. Mm -hmm. And you didn't like him at first, and I think he's uber cute. I think he's cute. He's growing on me. Yes, and we, who is it? We got Kula. Kula, and he's sitting on a Dragon Ball. Right. And he's to go got along, a big head. We've got a, a Bulma that sits on a Dragon Ball, and a Goku in his Saiyajin armor sitting on a Dragon Ball. But we lost the Dragon Ball that he sits on, so right now he kind of looks like he's squatting. Yeah, the cats hit it under something. Somewhere. I know. So whenever we move out of this apartment and we clean up everything, <laughs> that's when we'll find it. Exactly. Uh, other Dragon Ball things for sale. I saw all three of the PS1 games, uh, Ultimate Battle 22, Legends, and Final Battle, the Japanese versions of all those. I saw the Jump... I know they had Jump Ultimate Stars. I didn't see if they had Jump Superstars the first game. I saw D.O.N. for PS2. And then over at a completely unrelated dealer, they had uh, some of the American DBZ games for super cheap. They even had Sagas. <laughs> so if you were into DBZ games... Yeah, there were some to choose from. There may have been some uh, old games, like Super Famicom games, but I didn't see them while I was there. I didn't really get a chance. We talked about the Gashapon. There was some other things as well. There were some wall scrolls. Mm -hmm. You spotted a Dragon Ball GT wall scroll. Yep, and I saw a great Saiyaman one. Mm. And uh, just like ones that I'm not sure if they were official releases or not. They might have been bootleg. But oh, they're all bootlegs. But because they were bootleg, it reminded me of pleasant old times going to Chinatown in New York and being excited by all the wall scrolls. A legit wall scroll would probably come about $50, $60. Those are all bootleg. Ah. All the plushies, all the wall scrolls. Those are all bootleg things. I saw a set of Dragon Ball plushies. Yes, and I don't remember who it was, but I remember reading something somewhere that one of our friends actually picked it up on oh, the good. last day. Cool. It was like really expensive. I mean, for me anyway. I wasn't willing. 30 bucks. Yeah, I wasn't There's willing what, to shell out. five or six out. of them in there. Yeah. There was Poir, Chiaotzu, and some other really cute ones. Mm -hmm. So that was neat. Uh, books. Sasuga was set up there. They had a whole bunch of Kanzenban. They had Nekomajin, which Julian bought and we gave away at our panel. So that was pretty neat. And I believe they also had all of the recent guidebooks, like Landmark and Forever and the Densetsu books. I saw one doujinshi, and it was Trunks-related, but I think oh, I had right. owned it before. So I wasn't sure, so I didn't end up buying it. I mean, uh, it was 20 bucks. The thing I hate is I want to pick up some more Dragon Ball doujinshi, but when you go to a con, there's only hentai and yaoi. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's this tiny side stand called Regular, mm -hmm. and there's, like, nothing in there. Right. Except for the one Trunks one. Yeah, but you think you owned it at I one point. I think I owned it at one point. And it was, like, 20 bucks. too. Yeah, yeah. So we passed on it. 
And then whenever I get trunks to Jinchi, I usually scan the pictures and then eBay it. Aww. And if it was something that I owned previously and got rid of, I figure what's the point. I did hold on to like my favorite trunks one, so I got about three that I held on to. I'm really looking for, uh, I'm on the lookout for Hedgehala. Yep, those it, are good. Even though they have the Goku Piccolo thing yeah, going. The rest of it's so going. funny! Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, if I see any Otakon, I'll probably grab them up. Other stuff, oh, on the subject of books, you know, god damn it, Tanuki Kuribo. I saw him waiting in line for the dealer's room, I believe it was Sunday morning while we were doing the AMV contest. I just stopped and talked to him. He said he uh, got some Daisenshu at Anime Next. Good for him. He said uh, he saw a cardboard box that said $10 art books. And I said, wow, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, last year that happened with you. Yes, at AWA last year when I finally got Daisenshu 7. Same thing. It must have been the same dealer. Still not knowing what he had. And that Dragon Ball fans will pay probably three or four times that price to get these books now. Right. So uh, he scored with three Daisenshu, I'm assuming for 30 bucks. So that is pretty sweet on his behalf. Good deal. Good deal. Indeed. Any other dealer's room stuff? Not particularly. I can't think of much more. Uh, usually I'm on the lookout a little more hardcore, but I was mostly doing, you know, my old Saturn games run. And... Oh, you know what? They had um, Super Battle Collection figures and a bunch of domestic release oh, figures true. as I well. I did see some figures. Super Battle ones as well. Mm-hmm. Cool shiz there. I think that's it. Yeah. All right, so that's it for the dealer's room. Let's talk about all the other stuff. There was no Dragon Ball video programming this year. And why would there be? No. Well, they had, like, Movie 13 last year or something like that. Oh, really? Or... Hmm. I don't know. You know what? I think they had it premiered, like, dubbers, maybe. Right. No Dragon Ball music ago. videos in the contest. Yeah. N- not to be expected. Mm-hmm. We had three Ava videos in the contest, though. Yeah, that's surprising. Oh, uh, cosplay. Lots of it going on. Mm-hmm. More than I expected. The first day we were there, or maybe the second day because we were there Thursday, there was a great Dosayaman. And then the next day there was another one, and it was a different person. But the first one was dressed up as Gohan in his Kaiushin outfit and actually ended up being a contestant in our panel slash game show. So that was cool. And then we had some Goten and Trunks cosplayers. And one of them was actually a member of our forum and ended up on the panel because Jeff picked a couple of cosplayers, which is pretty neat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I believe that was Quantum Destiny. Mm-hmm. And now uh, who else was there? We had um, Kinoko's friend Amanda, who was dressed up as 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Did you see anyone else? Um, I think I saw a random Mr. Satan at some point. Okay. I don't remember. Did we see any 17s? I think think I did. Maybe I just think Maybe I do like every year. year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember either. But it was good to see that much representing going on. Always cool. I think that's it for Dragon Ball stuff at the con. I mean, there was all the other stuff that you and I did, Mary. You know, we run the AMV contest. We did the AMV panel and basically hung out with friends the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't do much at the con. No. That's okay. One story I would like to tell. Tell it, baby, tell it. Totally unrelated to Dragon Ball. We were out having, was it dinner? It was dinner, yeah. It was an early dinner. Or late. I don't remember. It might have been late because it was dark. You know what? Time is irrelevant at an anime convention. So we're out back behind the Holiday Inn, and we hear these screams. We turn around, and there's a half-naked guy dressed up as Pyramid Head from the Silent Hill series with, you know, the big pyramid head. And the bloody, you know, pants. bloody stuff going on. Uh, Basically chasing, as I say, the normies. You know, normal people. Not there for the convention. Because if you've never been there... Back behind the Holiday Inn, there's like this food court area and stores, and it's like a mini strip and mall movie kind theater. Of thing. And oh yeah, movie theater and all that stuff. So you know, local people are obviously going to go to hang out, you know, right. at a Friday night. Yeah, by the movie theater, mm-hmm. whole group of you know young teenage girls, and so he's basically stalking them very, very slowly, and he's and publicly. 
And they're just screaming because they have no idea what's going on. Now, the security guards from the movie theater are standing directly to our right. They're just watching. They have no idea what's going on either. At this point, I think everyone in the area is just staring. Like, what's going on? Should we save those girls? Do we go get them? What? (laughs) They're like, what are you? What are you doing? So, in like this one fell swoop motion, he swings his arm around and takes off the pyramid head, stares at him for a second. And in like the same fluid movement whips it back around behind him and throws it back on his head and just stares at him some more. <laughs> Eventually he starts staggering off. <laughs> and they just run away screaming. <laughs> it was easily the greatest thing at the convention. Yes. Agreed? I would say so, yeah. So uh, we laughed very hard and major props to Pyramid Head. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Hopefully, you know, murdering and dismembering people somewhere. In your happy land. Mary, is that anime next in a nutshell? Yeah, it is. And the events were in on time. So as a staffer, I guess you can officially call me that. Yeah. I was very thrilled. Indeed. So uh, we hope to see you next year. And we'll see you next week at Otakon. Holy crap. Word. To your mother. We're just going to skip right on down to emails. I got one email for you this week. Mary, I want you to read this exactly as it is because it's really cute. Okay. Hi, my name is Peter. I'm from Brazil. I have one question. In the saga of Cell, when Trunks go back to the future, he kills Cell in his first form. When he do this, he changes to Super Saiyan 2 or not. P.S. Sorry, my English. Smiley face. I loved it. So, Peter from Brazil. You know, your English here is actually much better than a lot of, you know, Americans who natively speak English. And that's frightening. Oh, yeah. Does Trunks... Mary, I guess this is a question for you. Mm -hmm. Does Trunks go Super Saiyan 2? We're talking about future Trunks. If at any point when he goes back to his timeline, does he go Super Saiyan 2? I was never under that impression. I might have to look at the manga panels in a bit more detail, but I'm pretty sure... Somehow Trunks is strong enough and Cell is weak enough that Trunks wouldn't need to go, you know, Super Saiyan 2 in order to kill Cell. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. No. Well, let's go over the basic story at this point. This is Trunks' alternate timeline. 17 and 18 have already killed a ton of people on the planet. So there's not as many people for Cell to run around and absorb. At this point, he has already killed... Or I should say Trunks has already killed 17 and 18, so Cell's still in his first form. And Trunks has already been to our timeline, you know, super, super powered up, trained with everyone, did the whole Cell game fight, and now he's back. He is more than strong enough to take on first form Cell and just regular Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Now, all of the official publications back up this claim. All of the charts on who reaches what stage, Trunks maxes out at Super Saiyan Dai San Dankai, which is as we would say, like, Ultra Super Saiyan 2. Like, the highest stage within the three stages of Super Saiyan. Never goes Super Saiyan 2. Now, the whole problem here is that starting in Budokai 2, I believe, they started giving him a capsule called Super Saiyan 2. So, it's kind of like a what-if, but it never actually happens. So, we can all go on record as saying, Trunks never goes Super Saiyan Now, you know, the whole fanfic thing of, oh, later down in his timeline, we don't see him, we don't know what happens... Could he have gone Super Saiyan 2? Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Irrelevant, though. Mm-hmm. Is this another what if? Yippers. So, uh, thank you, Peter from Brazil. If anyone out there has any questions or comments or suggestions, if you have any ideas for Mary's top five list, which we haven't done in a bit. I'm after, sorry. After Otakon, we'll yes, get back when into the, it. When the con season is over, 
which technically, even after Otakon, we still have some editing to do, right. uh, will be more freed up for these longer episodes with lots of media associated with them. Indeed. So uh, send all that in podcast at dizex.com. That is P-O-D-C-A-S-T at... Dizex.com. That's D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. That's it. And that, that's going to wrap up the episode. It was a oh. nice little episode this week. you got to edit it right now. I'm going to time you. I am going to do Stop so. Stop watching hand. Right. Stop watching hentai? Stop watch in hand. Oh, you either said stop watching hentai or stop dropping hands. <laughs> stop watching hentai. I, I had no idea what you said. So, Mary, we're going to be at Otakon next week. Yeah. Come check out the panel. Again, it'll be Saturday at 5.30 p.m. in panel, panel one. one. Third floor. Is it? Yep, all the panel rooms, I think, are on the third floor. Yes. So we're up there. We're kind of out in Bumblefuck, but you'll find us. Indeed you will. And uh, we should also say, we've mentioned it before, we have a video in the AMV contest. Oh, right. You know what? That's probably going to be the most exciting part of the con for us, and I forgot. <laughs> oh, geez. Myself, Mary, and Jeff worked on this video. It is a honey and clover video. Awesome show, Joe. If you haven't seen it, support the manga when it comes out in August. Yay! Or September. Yay. I forget. By way of Shoujo Beat. Right. We submitted it to Romance Sentimental, and hopefully it stays in that category. Oh, jeez. Crossing my fingers. So uh, come check it out, and uh, I hope you like it. And uh, that seems to be Otakon in a nutshell. We'll talk about that after the convention. The video will be up after the convention as well. Right, when we get back. I'm mm-hmm. taking Monday off, so... I'll try to have oh, it Oh, cool. Sweet. You'll be responsible for all that post-con funness. I don't know what kind of podcast episode you're going to get next week, but uh, we'll try to have something. Mm-hmm. No promises. No promises whatsoever. So uh, that's it. Send us some questions, suggestions. Come see us at Otakon. Uh, come check out the forum, the chat room, and all that cool stuff. I will say goodbye to Julian, who couldn't be here because we just need to get this done and recorded. And, and plus, um, we technically don't have any way of getting on Skype the way uh, our setup is right now. Yeah, because I uh, deconstructed everything to bring the shuttle to Anime Next so I can do the AMV contest. And Nothing's wired for Skype right now, so sorry, Julian. But uh, goodbye to Julian, and we'll see you in the very near future. Let's say goodbye to Mary. Bye, y'all. You're over here. Check out Temple O Trunks and uh, Otakon and all the stuff I just mentioned. And that leaves me, Mike. Fujitobi. All alone and naked I'm on not. the internet. I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, and a shirt. That can change. Okay. At any given moment. Make it so, Captain. I shall do so. So for Mary and for Julian and for myself, Mike Libri, Vegito EX, in honor of Mongolian Chop Squad coming out this week. Woo, great job. I got a feeling... Dice and Chewy X